This is a strange set turn of events. Where we talk about self-care in all of its various forms. I'm Jordan. I'm Kato. All I know is that what I'm doing makes me feel powerful. I don't need validation because I love myself enough to self-validate. Yes, girl! And if that's not for you, if, you know, crystals don't get you hard, then... <laughs> um, then the basics Both are... loved and loathed that at the same time. Are we? <laughs> this is a strange Saturn of events. Get it, witch. Hi. Recording. Recording. Here we are. I feel like we do the exact same thing every time we start it up. I know. Every, every time. time it's like, do what do we? Uh, it's, it kind of reminds me of like stepping onto like a frozen lake. You're just like, like am do I going to fall? Exactly. Yeah. Like, am I going to fall through? Like, I don't know. Is this the time that I fall? <laughs> Is this where we speak? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> that was fun. What's up? Um, it's spring. It's for been a, sure. Yeah, it's been a while since we. Oh, because we did Q and A Q&A before I left town, and then you left town, mm -hmm. and then we had so we've had three weeks. Yeah, we've had a moon ritual since. Mm -hmm. We've had a full moon ritual, and normally that doesn't happen for us. So sorry for the wait, but here we are uh, at the end of season two. Yeah, so um, this is the we're coming on the end of the astrological year, which ends after Pisces season and begins with Aries season. So we decided that those are the markers for our seasons. So this will be the last episode of season two, and we'll see you in the new astrological year for season three and some, some fiery, ragey energies. It's already starting. <laughs> I think that's just how we combat like all of this like heavy, foggy, emotional stuff is we're both like, Wah! I know. I truly feel like I'm on fire right now. I'm so, I'm so done with like taking work because I feel like I need to take it because I'm already in this like scarcity mindset mm -hmm. and I took that work and now I'm just like, no, this is not right. This is like, it is that talk about intuition. Like it is that hard and fast, fast intuition that's being like, why yeah. are you doing this? Well, and that's what Pisces season is all about. Mm -hmm. I'll, I think that the general theme for me in the last probably month has been acting intuitively yeah, and sort of surrendering my control of a situation mm -hmm. to just that inner knowing of like this thing is going to be great, cool, awesome, fun, an opportunity for growth, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I will say in the last few weeks of really intentionally moving with intention and acting intentionally, it's been fucking awesome. Yeah. Highly recommended. Well, it's just like, there are like two or three things that are work related in particular for me that like, I am having that same visceral reaction that I was having to work related things. And I was like, this is the exact same thing. And if I don't recognize that this is what this is, like, I'm just going to end up with the same level of heartache that I had before. So, like, it's actually really cool to recognize that stuff. And it's really great to recognize what I don't want. What I'm really starting to gear towards is, like, okay, I know what I don't want. And I know what I do want. So can we get more of that, please? Yeah, and sometimes that just means moving towards the things that feel good regardless of the facts of the matter or the structures in place that are going to make you safe. Mm -hmm. You just have to sort of like fall back into that inner knowing of 
like trusting that you're going to be fine right. and whatever you're stepping towards is in your highest good because your intuition is guiding you there. Mm-hmm. So I will say that the last few weeks have been really transformative and I've been doing things that are somewhat out of my character that I'm mm-hmm. still called to act on and fuck yes. Like it's been great. More of that. More of that. More of that. Push away the things that don't serve you. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 Yay. Um, anything else to report? Mm. <laughs> um, I am going back to Albuquerque in May um, to be part of the Unicorn Burlesque show that is happening on the 11th. And I will be hosting a workshop while I'm there. Yes. Which will be really exciting. So if you're in Albuquerque and you've wanted to take a workshop with me, um, there will be more details coming up soon on my Instagram and on social media. So look out for those invites. I'm super, super excited to be a part of that. And I'm going to spend Mother's Day with my mom. And awesome. we're going to all go to a concert. And I'm just, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's like up and coming. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I am pretty deep into my astrology program mm-hmm. with Ambie Cavanaugh. It has been amazing. Great. And currently I am just trying to get as much practice reading birth charts as possible Um, so if you out there are a listener and you're interested in being part of my practice, like DM me, hit me up now because before you know it, I'm going to be charging monies. Um, but until then I just want to like, look at your chart, please, please. And thank you. Hooray. Hooray. Um, I also want to plug my dear friend, Kira Madden wrote a book called long live the tribe of fatherless daughters. It just came out last week and I have not been able to put it down and also like never wanted to end. I am like so in awe of her talent and bravery in writing this memoir about her life. And if you need a good read, to laugh and cry and see a reflection of yourself at a younger age, please go out and buy it wherever books are sold. I actually think it's like on sale on Amazon right now. It's like a just launched, get it for a good price sort of thing. The book on Audible that she recorded herself will be out very soon. It is, it's a profound, profound piece of writing. So I hope that you find it for yourself. So hooray. So good. Awesome. Yay. Want, should we should we jump in? Let's do it. Curse splash. Okay. I'm sorry. I I'm burpy because I ate that bell pepper. We talked about that. So I'm gonna keep burping. It's gonna be a thing. Don't trust bell pepper. So in in line with the season that is now, I want to talk about self-care during Mercury retrograde. Yes. So we've talked about Mercury retrograde before. Um, It is the optical illusion of a planet moving backwards. Mm -hmm. So the retrograde we talk about most is Mercury, but every planet retrogrades. The ones that affect us the most are Mars retrograde, which we talked about last summer, happens Mm -hmm. about every two years. 
Venus retrograde, which happens about every 18 months. Um, for us, it was in the fall. So if you're interested in that, we talked about that um, probably 10 episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, I think it was back in September. And then um, Mercury, which goes retrograde about three weeks a year, three or four times a year. So it happens the most often, but... The reason Mercury retrograde is on everyone's lips is because Mercury governs our communication, our expression, um, our mind. It also governs technology, scheduling, planning. All those details. Transportation, all the things. So when Mercury goes retrograde, it creates... Um, a disconnect in those sort of energies. It creates barriers and blockages and all sorts of topsy-turvy mishaps. Um, there could be misunderstandings and miscommunications, scheduling mishaps, technology failures, um, delays in transportation. Um, it could also bring up old patterns from the past, old experiences, exes, it's not a coincidence. Sliding into your DMs. It's not a coincidence you heard from two of your exes in the last week. Because, uh-uh. you know, I fucking have. Yeah. Um, so those are the sort of things that can come about with a Mercury retrograde. Because it is part of the conversation, there's a lot of catastrophizing right. when it comes to Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. A lot of people build it up as this impossible time where nothing goes right and woe is me, why is this happening? I'm going to hide for the next three weeks. Exactly. I can't do this. I can't talk to people. I can't. <laughs> and when it comes to self-care in a retrograde, that's not Helpful. <laughs> yeah, especially in a Pisces season retrograde where, like, it is our natural response to be like, I'm just going to hide until spring comes and, like, everything's hard. Like Exactly. But if you recognize that, like, Mercury's retrograde almost four months out of the year, and if you resolve yourself to being a victim of Mercury retrograde, that is going to accumulate into a lot of time where you are not fulfilling what you are tasked to do when Mercury goes retrograde. And what are we tasked to do when Mercury goes retrograde? Slow the fuck down. Okay. (laughs) When a planet moves backwards, we are tasked to reassess, reevaluate, reconnect, review, reorganize all the re-words when it comes to the areas governed by those planets. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Mercury, your communication, your expression, um, you know, your mind, what is the quality of your mind, your thoughts, all of that sort of thing. So in order to really take the reins of what is a difficult time, there's no doubt about it. It's moving through a Mercury retrograde comes with a little less ease Mm -hmm. than a time where Mercury is not retrograde because Mercury does govern the majority of the things in our daily life. Right. Especially 2019. Like, big time. But the key is awareness that it's happening Mm -hmm. and then moving intentionally and mindfully in the areas of your life governed by Mercury. So what does that look like? Sometimes it's as simple as for the three weeks that Mercury's retrograde, 
build in a little extra time in your commute. Whether that's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, would you rather be late and stressed and woe is me, why is this happening to me? Or would you rather be early slash on time knowing that like you can take on anything that Mercury is going to throw your way? I have such a prime example of this. Yeah. When I went to that audition and I was like, it has been a fucking whirlwind. I had sent you that text. What had happened was... What had happened was... <laughs> this audition, I knew I had to take a lift down because it would have taken me an hour and 20 minutes on the train. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not about to do that right now because it's before an audition that's stressful. So I was like, I'm going to take a lift. And I put in the address and it was like, oh, do you mean this place? And I was like, yeah, I do mean that place. That's the name of the company. So I might as well say yes. So I get there and it is... 1000% a tech rehearsal for a different show. Mm-hmm. I run into my friend Josh. Josh was like, I don't know where you're supposed to be, but let me direct you to someone who does. I talked to this woman that Josh directed me to who was like, you are about a mile away from where you need to be for this audition. And I was like, oh, and she was like, are you on foot? And I was like, sure not, because I have to be there in 15 minutes to mm-hmm. be in the room. And she was like, okay, well, this is the place that you have to go. Take another lift over there. Get there. There are about six doors into this building. None of them are opening. Mm-hmm. And I am freaking out. I'm supposed to be in the room in three minutes. I'm running around, blah, blah, blah. And then there's this guy on in a car, and he's like, hey. And I was like, fuck me. The last thing I need to do is get, like, street harassed right, right. now. And he rolls down his window, and I was like, what? And he was like, are you here for these auditions? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And he was like, it's that door. It's that door over there. Just go. And I was like, great. Right. Run up the stairs. Open the door, and then there's my friend Roy, who's running the auditions, and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> But I had factored in an extra 20 minutes, because I was like, we don't fuck around with this. And right. that extra 20 minutes actually put it so I was exactly on time, had enough time to set down my stuff. Roy was like, I'll put the other three people who are in your group in front of you, because mm-hmm. they've been here, and like they're ready to go, so you can just take a second. And it was like... That was the perfect thing that I needed to do for a Mercury retrograde. Yeah, and had you not implemented the forethought to build mm-hmm. in that extra time, it would have very much looked like a very standard Mercury retrograde mishap that you could easily fall into victim mentality over. Totally. Um, in line with that, reread the fine print. Yep. Reread all print. Read, reread, rinse, repeat. Because this is a time where information can get jumbled between seeing it and it integrating into your brain. Right. So what I've been doing is um, like double checking my schedule pretty much every day. Because as a contractor, we have these like crazy schedules Mm -hmm. that don't look the same from day to day. So I've been sitting down in the morning and cross-referencing my planner and my emails and just making sure that all the times line up. Right. Because I don't... One, I almost, like, showed up for work when I wasn't scheduled. I did show up for work when I wasn't scheduled. That's actually the worst. I mean, it's also terrible to, like, not show up when you are scheduled, but to go out of your way... To go into work when you're not scheduled makes me want to scream. Yeah, fortunately, they were able to work with me, but I was like, that is a lesson Mm -hmm. in Mercury retrograde right there. Yep. Um, Another way to take care of yourself during Mercury retrograde is thinking before you speak. 
So you can't be responsible for the ways that your words land on another person. Right. You can't be responsible for how they're interpreted. Any miscommunications or misinterpretations that happen on another person's part has to do with their evolution and where they are. But what you can be responsible for is crystal clear communication. Are you articulating your words in a way that is clear and concise and compassionate to the fact that this is a turbulent time as far as like getting things to land and like understood goes. So taking a real look at what words you're using um, and using effective language in order to get your point across. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one Breathe. I love breathing. Because Mercury governs our communication and our expression, oftentimes um, the breathing of it all sort of gets lost in the muddled, like, desire to communicate or express ourselves. So when things are going haywire, which they will... And have. And have. You know, when your computer breaks all of a sudden because Mercury's too powerful or, you know, the the bus breaks down every time you step on a bus or, like, whatever happens, that is when you result to breath. Mm -hmm. And the clarity of thought will come. Start with the breath first. Yes. Lastly, and potentially most importantly, is... Stay present with the quality of your mind. Mm -hmm. Where are your thoughts? And where are your thoughts surrounding the circumstances of Mercury retrograde? One of the biggest pitfalls that this difficult time brings us is victim mentality, where people are a victim of all of the circumstances, of all of the miscommunications, of all of the mishaps and and difficulties, and it's woe is me, why is this happening to me? I, you know, I don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's not going to get you to where you need to be. No. Because if we adhere to what Mercury is asking us to do, which is really just slow down and... All those rewords. Yep. And... Like, think, sit with ourselves. And if we do that, we gain perspective. We gain the luxury of perspective. Mercury is a really wonderful time to see things in a way you hadn't seen them before. Um, And it also gives you an opportunity, if you're sitting with yourself and you're being introspective during this time, to identify and let go of the shit that isn't serving you. It's also a really great time if you're acting intentionally to get clear on your intentions Mm -hmm. and to really develop a close relationship with those intentions. So self-care during a Mercury retrograde is work. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Self-care is all work, guys. It's not face masks and like moisturizers (laughs) here to tell you once again. But... There are so many amazing opportunities, or if you're not driven by opportunities, then there is at least the space for you to take control over a difficult situation. Yeah. Because we've lived 
hundreds of retrogrades before we even knew what a Mercury retrograde is. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is you're going to live. You're going to survive barring any external circumstances. Mm -hmm. You will live through this Mercury retrograde. And with the awareness that it is a Mercury retrograde, it becomes like a choose your own adventure. Right. You know, do you want to move through four months of every year you are alive as a victim to these cosmic circumstances? Mm -hmm. Do you want to point blame and shake your fist at Mercury every time, you know, your email doesn't go through or whatever? Or do you want to take responsibility of your shit Act intentionally, be compassionate to the cosmic energy happening, and open yourself up to growth. Chef's kiss. <laughs> How about it? I mean, all of those questions you're going to have to answer for yourself, but I know what the most productive and most effective avenue is. Right. It's just a matter of if you want to commit yourself to doing that little extra work. And yeah, it's work, but... Right. You don't have an option to give up. Like, you don't just get to bow out for three weeks, four times a year. Right, because you can be coming from a place of, like, blaming Mercury retrograde for every little thing that happens. But that is your reality. In the big scheme of things, you are still responsible for all of that shit. Absolutely. I'm not going to let you slide because it's Mercury retrograde for you. No, we're in this together and you got to get your shit together during this time. And that looks a little bit different than it does when we're not in a retrograde. Mm -hmm. So this conversation still applies when Mars goes retrograde again in about a year and a half or so. Um, that's a time for us to reevaluate our actions, our desire, our will, mm -hmm. our energy. Um, when Venus goes retrograde, that's a time for us to reevaluate um, the way we love, our finances, our creativity. Um, and all of these are amazing opportunities to really get close with yourself and say, like, are the things that I'm doing, are the things that I'm thinking, are the things that I'm trying to manifest and cultivate, are those in line with who I am? Let's slow down, take the time to figure that out, and then fucking charge through the world. Right. That's all. Duh. <laughs> and, and that my friends is self-care during mercury retrograde yay i will also say for those of you who are um acquainted with your birth chart um rules are a little different for people who are born born during a mercury retrograde which is me too which yay. is about 25 percent of people mm -hmm. um and in that case this is when we need to get shit done yeah like, when Mercury moves retrograde for people born under a retrograde, um, it actually heightens our opportunities to, um, to cultivate an understanding of the energies governed by that planet. So, for us, this is a fucking great time to get clear and act intentionally and do everything I said, but, like, tenfold. Right. So. I love that. Oof. Yay! Yay. Hmm, that felt good. I thought I had, like, follow-up to it, but I'm just like, oh, okay. I just, I, I love the free will aspect of astrology mm -hmm. because really a lot of people are like, well, you're predictive and, like, you can't you control anything or whatever. It's like, no. Astrology is really 
a cosmic understanding that operates under the guise of free will. Yep. So, like, you can move through your whole life and not know anything about your astrology, and it can still pan out and unfurl however you choose it to. But chances are, if you are aware of the energy happening, you have the, the capability of taking into your hands what really aligns with you and breaking old patterns that we just fall into without the mindfulness and awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is all about is like, it's these, empowerment. Yeah. These, pa- these planets go retrograde in order for us to get back to the basics and get back to the beginning mm-hmm. and sort of like start anew in a way on the things that we've built thus far. Yeah. It gives us a chance to reset. Yeah. So operate your free will, take care of yourself during Mercury retrograde, and be a a warrior for growth and evolution. Be a warrior, not a worrier. (gasps) Yeah. That's not a phrase that I coined. That's like some stupid like Pinterest phrase. But I like it. Be a warrior, not a worrier. I think that's very fitting. Okay, I'm done talking. Okay. (laughs) I mean... Never, but (laughs) (laughs) for now, (laughs) for right now. Yay. Um, So I had a couple ideas for topics, but I feel like the one that is most useful to what I'm experiencing right now to a Mercury retrograde and to this upcoming Aries season is how to work smarter, not harder. That is a very, very good theme since Uranus just went into Taurus and Taurus is all about working smarter, not harder. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so this was kind of spurred. This was the idea that I had originally when we were setting our time to record, but I also was like, Oh, I want to unpack this further. Like I really want to develop these ideas, but I had the idea to today interview my friend, Sarah Clark, who is, um, she's a casting director in town. She owns blue door collective and compass casting and Plain White Mug Productions, and she's an all-around super badass who's moving into a new space, and it's very exciting for her. Yes. But we were doing some work today because we were working together, because she developed my website, and we need some serious upgrades to that bitch, because she's looking real, real, real clunky-hunky over here. <laughs> um, so we were working together, and while we were working, I was like, oh, I should just ask Sarah these questions. So I asked her, what are your top five work smarter, not harder goals? Or like things that you that you that you do as you run three businesses and you teach and you do all these castings and you're doing your own productions. Like, what is your way of doing mm-hmm. this? So the first thing that she said, I'm like waiting eagerly. Please give me these answers. I, know. I want to know. Great. This is super great. So her first one was understanding the root of the problem mm. rather than taking care of all the little the problems that pop up mm-hmm. as a result of the root of the problem. So what that means is perfect timing for a Mercury retrograde is if you're having a consistent problem, for example, my work life, (laughs) my consistent problem is I'm not bringing enough income in rather than sitting down and figuring out the best way for me to create a new revenue stream for myself I'm like, well, I'll just take this job. I'll take this job. I'll take this job. So I'm like latching on to the easy solutions because they're the most evident and most visible, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking for that easy fix. But really, if we take the time to really dig in and figure out what is the root of this issue and take care of that as much as it may feel like, oh my God, this is a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But if you set aside 45 minutes of your day 
to work on this, work on identifying this problem and then work on what is the best way that I can ameliorate this issue. You're not even going to have those little wispy problems pop up anymore because that problem's not going to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. So that's number one. Number two, anticipating pitfalls. This is one that I find is hard for a lot of people, but I think in terms of like owning a business or like running your own shit, anticipating pitfalls can be really, really useful and really good ways that you can anticipate pitfalls is talk to people who are also in your same position. Mm -hmm. You talk to your really successful friends who are running their own business Like, whatever it may be. Like, you could be doing astrology. I'm doing life coaching. We've got Sarah doing casting. We've got, like, all these different people who are doing all these different fields, but... Everyone's running a business. Everyone's running a business. That's the root of everything, right? Like, that's the common denominator. So, if you're able to tap your friends who have run run into, like, what, what happens when I have taken on a roster of students and I don't have the space anymore? Mm six months from now? What happens when someone needs a business card from me? What happens like, instead of like sitting and letting it, letting the problems come to you, Mm -hmm. if you can, if you can look at something and say, oh, okay, in six months, I'm going to need to file a business license with the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Like if you can look into that stuff, if you can talk to your friends, you can set yourself up for success because you'll avoid those pitfalls and those problems from the jump. Right. Which I think is a very hard thing to do because, like, obviously we all can't see the future. Well, and we're not necessarily taught to rely on our foresight either mm-hmm. when it comes to just being American in America and right. the things that we're taught as Americans. Exactly. You know, it's very instant gratification, but that is beyond the bounds of what what I can get now, mm-hmm. but is more like, how can I... Rectify the things that come in the future that I can't know. How can I help future Cato to succeed now? How can present Cato help future Cato to succeed? Um, I also think of it like in reference to being late to that audition. Mm -hmm. It's like I anticipated that it is a Mercury retrograde and that I don't know where I'm going. So I'm going to build in an extra 20 minutes to avoid being late. Yes. That is a prime example of avoiding a pitfall. Three, take a breath. Wow. (laughs) That was one that she said. Take a breath. Um, And the way that she phrased it was, you know, she is very much at her computer looking at casting, looking at websites, moving things around, answering emails. She said that she operates on the, like, 30-minute technique of, like, I will do this for 30 minutes. And then I will get up and I'll clean the studio. Mm -hmm. And then I will take a lunch break. And I'll take a – I'll go get a coffee. And then I will come back because if you're sitting there for – and this is a prime example also for people who are working a nine to five. If you are sitting in the same position under the same lighting, doing the same thing for eight hours a day, you are not as productive as you could be if you chose to take that 45 minutes hour for yourself to just let it go. Yeah. I actually, when I am doing my astrology homework, I, um, I get into like zone in mode Mm -hmm. and I lose time Mm -hmm. and it feels like I'm not as productive as when I intentionally take myself out of my space and about every hour and a half change. So like I'll go to one coffee shop 
And in about an hour to an hour and a half, I move to a different coffee shop. Like Mm -hmm. as if I were going to buy my second coffee, I get that somewhere else because every time it's like a reset where I can take a breath before starting again. And I've given myself an opportunity to like integrate the things that I was working on, even if it's just for three minutes from walking from one coffee shop to another. Yep. That is actually a prime example. Yeah. So for something that I do in terms of like, I've got a couple pieces that I need to choreograph for a show next week. That's a new theme. And my plan is that I'm going to set aside roughly an hour, an hour and a half, set a timer, bang it out. And if I feel like, oh my God, I'm so stuck rather than, yeah, totally. I just love the phrase bang Bang it it out. It makes me, it like... It fills the inner child in me with, like, butterflies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone bang it out for Bang me. it out, please. <laughs> um, you know, sit hour, hour and a half, and then after that timer goes off, I'm going to go take a walk. Yeah. Or I'm going to, you know, take a walk first. Do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that vein, I'm switching these the order of these two, but she said switch your shit up. Change your perspective. Um, whether that be you work from a coffee shop. You work from home. You decide that you're going to work at the office half day. You're going to go on vacation and, like, have a work day that you know that you have to set aside. Like, do something different because a perspective shift will help you see angles of the problem that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. That is a huge, huge thing that we live in such a linear masculine society of, like, go, 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 drive, 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 like, run it into the ground. And that's how people experience burnout. That's how people experience malaise. That is how people experience all of these things that are not useful to actual productivity that not only does the job, Mm -hmm. but helps you feel good in the process. And also recognizing that our society and us as individuals move in a very linear and masculine fashion, but that is not how productivity Mm-mm. moves. That is not how success, quote unquote, moves, not how fulfillment moves. Mm-hmm. It's not even how like a business moves. No. Like everything else moves in more of a secular, cyclical pattern mm-hmm. that if we are trying to like linearly just barge through it, we're missing most of what's most going on. Most of it. Yes. Yes. And rule number five was what needs to be done now and what can you keep percolating in the background? And this pertains to passive revenue streams. Maybe you offer a service where like you're a graphic designer on the side and you create fonts for websites. So you've created your fonts, you put it up on the website and people can pay you passively to use that, they give you your 20 bucks so they can buy that font. Mm-hmm. And then you've made 20 extra bucks that you didn't have while you are working on sending those emails out that you need to get done for that day. Or like Sarah's example was um, having something like having uh, the first edit of some footage done and sending that out first thing so the person that you're working with can have that for the full day so when you get that back at the end of the day, you're not sitting there at 4.30, 5 o'clock twiddling your thumbs waiting for this edit to come back mm-hmm. because you didn't plan out your day in the most effective way. Right. So think about what you can have going on in the background. If it's a matter of like, I'm going to send out this email a week before I think I probably should, that way this person has it, it is in their field, and then I can follow up that next week so it's still early or mm-hmm. it's on time. So having things that are running in the background while you are doing your other work is super useful. The, the other example that she gave me is like when you're cleaning your house, 
put your laundry in first because mm-hmm. your laundry is going to sit there for 45 minutes to an hour. Then you go vacuum. I did that today. Then, isn't that great? I love it. I love doing that. Like, that's the thing. It's like, go do that. Then vacuum. Then do the bathtub or whatever the fuck you want to well, do. Because then it's all happening at once. It's all happening at once. And then by the time you're done cleaning in your apartment, your laundry is also done. Mm-hmm. So think of your business that way, too. What can you do to get a passive revenue stream out there or get some sort of project that you have to get done out into the world first that way you can tackle the bigger things that really need your attention in the moment or need you personally in the room Mm -hmm. those are some options I think that that also pertains to like um individual like personal growth stuff too Mm -hmm. you know I have x amount of goals or x amount of intentions that I want to pursue But what can I build as a daily habit now with the intention of incorporating all of it? But it's like, what is the foundational habit? Like for me, it was journaling that Mm -hmm. like opened the door to so many other um, practices in order to help my mental hygiene and like my emotional hygiene and that sort of thing. Um, It's like, how can we build, like use the building blocks sort of technique rather than trying to do it all at once when that's not necessarily feasible? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that this, um, is also setting us up for building longevity and building a foundation that is not on shifting sands or you're not building on top of a sinkhole waiting for it to cave in. You're actually building on really solid ground that can mean that your, your business can not only grow from there, but withstand anything that comes your way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like, that goes for business. That goes for mental health. That goes for personal life that goes for anything that is going on with you now in terms of working smarter not harder really take some time to examine how you approach these things and figuring out ways that you can work smarter and if those top five tips help you out yeah use them I really like (laughs) the idea of um calling in the advice or experience of other people yeah I mean I think I like that because it's something that I don't do lightly I um I sort of operate in this like mentality where it's like I can just do it all you Mm -hmm. know and it doesn't have to be that way Mm -hmm. and in the idea of building an infrastructure for whatever it is you're working on um with the collaboration of other people who are doing it too creates community yeah and as human beings as like social creatures that is going to provide a much more solid foundation, not to rely on other people, but just having that knowing of like, you're, we're all kind of in it together. Yeah. That's how I feel about like a Mercury retrograde too. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're all dealing with these difficult energies together. Right. Um, If we call in each other's expertise and we ask questions and we're curious and we're willing to share, then we can all benefit from that. Yeah. There was also a follow-up to this that I wanted to add of like, as I'm embarking on my coaching journey, as I'm sure that you're embarking on your um, astrology journey, that choosing to invest in yourself is never a wrong option. And yes, I am talking about financially. Yeah. If you are interested in learning an art or learning something new that you want to incorporate into your business, into your personal life, whatever it may be, that the money that you put out to do that will come back to you tenfold because you, it is truly the give a man a fish, 
He'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, he'll, te- he'll you know, eat for the rest of his life, right? That oh, is what this is. I fucked is. that up last time. Remember I tried to do that, <laughs> yes. and I was like, you give him a fish and he'll eat a whole fish. <laughs> but the fact is, you know, my calling Sarah to work on my website and putting money into her labor and the work that she's done is only going to serve me ultimately. And yes, like, my bank account may not be happy right now, but it is going to be later on. If you want to learn something, if you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn how to be a life coach, if you want to learn burlesque, if you want to go to acting, like start your acting career, whatever it may be, it can't happen in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. There are people that you can call in to help you do this. And it is of the utmost importance that you tap those resources at that. And that you recognize that when you have that skill set to offer, that you start adding a dollar sign to that because your work has value. We have said this time and time again, your work has value and it is so important to not undercut yourself and to not undersell yourself because what that does is it crashes your confidence and it doesn't help you ultimately. So it is really important for us to have, because if we put value to our work, it only ups our industry and it only provides more growth. So there. Right Right now I feel like, you know, when a puppy, like, did something wrong, like, can't make eye contact? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel right now, because I literally just drafted an email to Ambie that I haven't sent yet, because mm-hmm. last lesson, she is really pushing me to think about, like, the business aspect mm-hmm. of my practice, and she was like, between now and our next lesson, I want you to come up with a number mm-hmm. of, like, what you would charge, and I have been, like bouncing back and forth between knowing what I want to charge, knowing what my services are worth, and also recognizing that that might be out of the financial bounds of some of the people that I'm around. Right. But I can't compromise my skill set and the work that I am passionate about helping and like and engaging with people in because I need to include everyone. I can't include everyone. I'm only one person. And I need to keep... <laughs> what a visceral experience yeah. we're having. No, I, if you could see my face, podcasters. Yeah, oh my no, gosh. but I just, I need to to understand my worth. And that is, I mean, as a, with a finicky solar plexus, that's always been an mm-hmm. issue of mine. But like, I... I know what the outcome will be and I know that I will go with the price that I, in my gut, know to be right. Mm-hmm. I I think that I just need to reconcile, do the like back and forth for whatever, for my own peace of mind. Yeah. Because I care about everyone. I want to include everyone, but it's just not feasible. It's not feasible and... The fact is, there is a client base out there who will pay your rate. I know. And it may not be your friends, and it probably shouldn't be your friends. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, ultimately, <laughs> it shouldn't be your friends. Like, that's that's the bottom line. And Which is like, why I'll practice on you. <laughs> oh, my God. That is literally the antithesis of everything we just said. But think, well, of, think of it this way. I like, start charging. When we started working with Che Che, mm-hmm. when we started working with Ambi, we, right. meaning you, when I started working with Rose... When they threw out prices, it's like, yeah, I balked a little bit because I was like, I don't have that in my bank account. But ultimately, 
I knew that if I wanted to get that good, good shit, Mm -hmm. I needed to pay that price. And if you can think of yourself that way of like, I provide that good, good shit and you either can afford this price or I'm going to help find someone that you can afford. Like, yeah. well, and it's I, not undervaluing yourself in that. I think back to my experience of working with Che for the three months that I mm-hmm. did. And in just the six weeks that I've been working or five weeks, even that I've been working with Ambi, um, the money is worth it. The mm-hmm. money in the end of the day. And that's what I need to just keep remembering is just an exchange of energy. Exactly. Money is paper that we have put value on Mm -hmm. but we exchange that paper it's like a barter system where I put out my value which is are my skills the training that I have and all of the things that are inherently me and we trade for paper yep and I just I need to continue to like simplify that because Mm -hmm. money has such a a weight to it yeah and such a I don't know, for me, it's like a feeling that I just need to take it out of the context of like where society has put money and recognize that it is just an energetic exchange. I would highly recommend reading You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Like if you are, especially because you're struggling with pricing now and Ambie has tasked you with doing that. It's in my Audible. I like have it. I I would like listen to it today. Because and anyone who is experiencing that as well in terms of like pricing and I only say this because I just now like the last two weeks experienced the exact same like back and forth of like what does my pricing look like right and feeling like oh shit I just lost all the people who were interested in being my client because it's too expensive that's the thing too yeah. but I just you they're, they're there exactly. they're there you have to trust and there is it's that thing of like surrendering your control yeah. surrendering the things that you have evidence for mm-hmm. for a trust and an inner knowing that it's going to come it yep. will all happen it's yep. just a matter of doing it authentically with integrity knowing your worth and fucking going for it bang yep. it out yep so yeah yep i'm glad we had that conversation Me I, too. Really, <laughs> I really needed that and i will definitely guarantee you that there are listeners out there who also needed that too yeah i needed it so there you go and thanks sarah clark for letting me um put that on the podcast I should probably yeah. text you that I did that. She was pro- I mean, I did. Was she was fun. a guest. She was a guest. She's a by proxy guest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What's your, what do we call this? Hashtag bounds. I keep wanting to say fucking hooray because I was listening to my favorite murder. Oh, yeah. Um, before we do that, oh, I yeah. just want to, like, briefly talk about the moon ritual. Oh, yeah. I'm how, so sorry. Like. I forgot. So, this is our I second forget, one. You know. <laughs> this is our second one we did on um, February 22nd for the full moon. Yeah, it was February 22nd. Um, For the full moon. And I am just, in the two times we've done it, I'm just so blown away Mm -hmm. by everyone's willingness to participate and share and be vulnerable and really, like, connect and be cracked open. I... This one in particular was also so vulnerable and so emotional. And it was so amazing to see people, strangers, people who had just met, like willing to go there and be a part of that with us. And I mean, we just can't thank you enough. Like really every time I think about it, it really sends like these (sighs) chills down my spine because all I ever want to be is a safe place. And to know that we have created an environment for people to, for strangers to come and feel safe with one another to share 
is like more than I can ever ask for. Yeah. So after this, we should talk about what our next one yes, might be. We, we will be having another one. It we will won't likely, include you in the conversation. We, we'll yeah, this will know. be an off-air <laughs> thing. But uh, it will likely not be in the month of March. But we definitely uh, anticipate having a little bit more of like a rolling thing going on. And as soon as we know what the details are of that, we will let you know. Yes, because we would love you there. Yep. Because we love you. Yeah. All of you. Okay, hashtag balance. Okay. <clears throat> do I have a hashtag balance? Do you have a hashtag balance? I mean, I know that I do. I'm sure that I do. I mean, I didn't anticipate one. Oh, you know, actually, I always do like a, oh, man, this bad thing happened, hashtag mm-hmm. balance, which I think was very much evidence uh, of my audition story for the Mercury Retrograde. Sure. Um, but I was on the phone with Che Che yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was feeling... Some kind of way, because we're in Pisces season, we're in a Mercury retrograde, and I had some, like, residual, like, trauma bubble up that I was like, oh, this looks so much different, Uh and I was, like, in the waters of it, so I was like, she was like, what would you like out of this call? I was like, please just guide me. Like, normally I have so much to say, and I was like, can you just take me by the hand and lead me down this path? And she was like, yep. I just wanted to say, because she gives us all those journal prompts... Um, the first thing that she said, she was like, you're an incredible writer. And I was like, wow, um, that is not a sentence I associate with myself. Mm -hmm. And it was like really interesting to hear her say that and have her just be like, no, I was like riveted by what you wrote and I wanted you to write more. And I wanted to like sit there and just like read an entire book series or short story series that you've written because you're such a good writer. And I was, I think because it's not like movement or acting were something Mm -hmm. that like at a very young age came very naturally to me just like singing singing's not something that I'm like I'm a singer it's like I sing Mm -hmm. when I have to right you know it's it is one of those talents that I was like oh maybe this is a skill set that I have that I um didn't really think that I had and it was kind of like it's always been something that's really personal and I've been writing a lot more like anecdotal essay things Mm -hmm. just to like be like this is a thing that I remembered happened yeah and then I'm passing it on to my mom, who's an English major and a publisher, and or like has been published and is an editor and like all this stuff. And she's like, "You're really good at writing." And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, cool. That's you know what? Okay, I'm gonna own that title." Yes. Yeah, it was a little like, "I yeah. am good at writing." Yeah, yeah, I am good at writing. Ha. Huh. Ha. <laughs> yeah. So that that felt good. That was good. Yeah. I need a good thing. Yeah. In this rather than a like, I'm gonna be disparaging. <laughs> Um, for my hashtag balance, um, I'll go down the same route and like, so I have retired from acting Okay. and I am just like looking at what my life could potentially look like without the expectation of being acceptable to a casting director Mm -hmm. or a director director Mm -hmm. or an agent or all of the people that I have considered in every step of my life pretty much. And now I'm like, well, what does it look like to really embody my full autonomy? Like Mm -hmm. how do, like, how do I want my like schedule to look? Mm -hmm. How do I want like my daily life to look? How Mm -hmm. do I want my body to look? Like what, what sort of relationship with my body can I cultivate in seeing it as acceptable when I don't have to fit into a mold of being or looking acceptable 
for a role. And it's been really interesting just observing, like, what what that could possibly look like. And I've done, like, the pendulum thing where, like, I'm like, woo, I'm free, so I'm going to, like, eat whatever the fuck I want and do whatever the fuck I want. And I realize, like, I'm not... I don't live in those sort of extremes, so I'm, like, allowing the pendulum to sort of swing back. And just kind of taking note of, like, the moments when I feel really empowered and what Mm -hmm. that... What those circumstances are. Like, what lights me up like what makes me feel that like inner fire and excitement whether it's like being able to like have a full dance party in the middle of the day or like do all my grocery shopping on a Monday which I like love so much so much um and just kind of like keeping track of those little things that um I can as a as I'll be embarking in creating my own business Mm -hmm. which means creating my own schedule Mm -hmm. fully um, what I want that to look like. And it's really exciting. Yeah. So, Yay. yeah. And also kind of like being my own like mom in a way and knowing that like when the ego inner child little me yeah. wants to like run away with all the things that I want and desire and like I get like into a hissy fit when I like don't get the things I want. I, I the like mother in me, which is not a, a place that I feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. I've never felt necessarily maternal, but at this point where I don't have any external force guiding my decisions, it's been really great to kind of swoop in and be like, it's okay if you don't get all the things you want. Mm -hmm. It's okay if all of your desires are not met today. Yeah. Like time out. (laughs) Um, That's huge. And that's been cool just to kind of like, Bear witness to all of that. Mm-hmm. Is that your cat famous? You know, it might be. It could very well be. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. Uh, mm. Ambie and I were talking about my cat Venus the other day, and she was like, maybe you're going to get married to, like, an older person and blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, spotted that my um, <laughs> that my Uranus is in the seventh house. She's like, oh, that might not apply. <laughs> <laughs> So we're still figuring ourselves love, out. It's it's fun. <laughs> we're all very complex. We are. We contain multitudes, all and of that's the why we're so beautiful. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're in Chicago or if you're in a warm place right now, go outside and enjoy that damn sunshine because uh, I know I am. Yeah. Um, we will keep you updated about moon rituals upcoming. Um, thanks for being our friend. Thanks for being our friend. If you would like to reach out to Jordan for any astrological input, because she is running this until she's done with her program. So jump up on it. I need your birth chart to practice. Let me read you for filth. Yes. Um, if you would like to go down a coaching path with me, you can contact me, um, on Instagram, uh, with, and I'll give you a sense of rates and what kind of things that we can coach on. So... (gasps) I just, it just landed on me when we started this two years ago or like a little less than two years ago, we were in such a different place. Oh my Lord. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. We actually have shit going on now. Ooh, sorry (laughs) for the listeners on that one. Yes. Um, so yeah, reach out to us if you like to work with us because we love you lots. Yeah. Let's bang it out. Okay. Wait. Oh, I don't, not, okay. Never mind. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Goodbye!